Video Gamer Podcast number 491. Uh, I'm your host, Josh Wise, joined as I am, as I have been, as I will be uh, for the foreseeable by Matt from Upstairs. Hello, Matt from Upstairs. How are you? I'm very good. Two weeks in a row, you know, feeling mm. feeling pretty good about this whole yeah. Video Gamer Podcast lock. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? It's yeah. not too bad. It's, it's quite not nice. Too bad. I can tell you what, I've got a nice little bit of uh, correspondence to read out. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, 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 just jump in the gun a bit. But this, one, <laughs> this, one, this one from uh, Luke, he says, uh, can I just say, I do miss Rich, of course, but the Josh and Matt dynamic is a real treat. Keep up the good work, chaps. So, Oh, that is very nice. Yeah, nice little bit of Luke. Thank you very much, Luke. Um, but yeah, I think it's worked. I think it's going well. I think they haven't found out that we're bitter enemies yet. So that's no, good. of course, we've um, had to keep that under wraps for a long time. Bury the hatchet. Yeah. As they say, um, yeah. but you've uh, you were saying you've had a, a nice little weekend of of relative peace, uh, cleaning and clearing up the house, which of course sounds to a lot of people like it's not a good time. But I immediately <laughs> thought, no, that sounds quite nice, a bit meditative. It was desperately needed as well. Like I, I, <laughs> yeah. I would, the level of stress just living in a house that was like cluttered for like weeks on end. It was, does get into your head, doesn't it? Really it really does. Like I, I was, st- I was starting to like I was walking into a room. I mean, the thing is because I've been like, I've been doing loads of cooking as well recently, so the kitchen is now a state again. And like, have you got your taste back, by the way, or smell Yeah, I, de- I definitely do. I made, um, <laughs> made, I, no, cause I made a nice, like, Korean fried rice yesterday. It was absolutely Ooh. delicious and it smelled great. Celebrating um, all the smells with yeah, their yeah. dishes. <laughs> get the gotcha gang in there, all that stuff. But, um, but no, I was getting to the point where I was walking into a room and just putting the mid- my middle finger up at all the mess <laughs> in, like, an just angry <laughs> strop. Uh, so the less that happens, the better, to be honest. Cause <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I find that I embrace the mess like a sort of little goblin sort of thing. Oh, yeah. And so, goblin and mode, right? That's... Yeah, like wallow in the... Yeah, goblin mode. Who was talking to me? Oh, apparently... And now I'd not... Forgive me. I'd not heard this expression, which is funny because I arrived at it independently <laughs> by saying... Because, yeah, because I invented it. <laughs> right? And I sort of felt hard done by because I thought, oh, I was onto a good thing with this. But apparently, I looked the other day and you know when um, dictionaries and stuff do their... Um, oh, this is our word of 2022. Yeah. I think it was... Actually, I think it was the OED, for Christ's sake. But they did a thing out and they were like, our word of the year is for 2022 is goblin mode. And I thought, well, for a start, that's two words. But also, <laughs> that's, that's annoyed me because what does it mean? And I looked on it and it sort of means what I thought it meant. But it's kind of weird. Like I must have, through a cultural osmosis, sort of it, like picked that up and just sort of it's gone into my brain because it felt right to me. And apparently... It's a whole thing. Yeah, so. everyone's everyone's doing it. Everyone's going goblin mode. You everyone's know, just like <laughs> just nesting in your own filth, right? That's it's what, great. Uh, <laughs> it is good until you get a little bit antsy and you're like, right, okay, enough of that. Things now. things have gone too far now. <laughs> things actually. have gone too far. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, on the uh, games, actually, I was going to say on the on the on the snack front. I don't know. Well, you, you, it sounds like you've got bloody gourmet meals to report. Never mind snack watch. Yeah, but, I've just been you... co- I've just been cooking a lot, and um, I've been using this this app that we got like a free trial for, which is actually really good. It basically sorts out three quick like evening meals for the week for you, and Ooh. it gives you an ingredient list that has like ingredients split across all three of them, so you're not buying like oh, three sets of cool. things. So like two of the dishes had like sausages in, including this like fried rice. Two of them had like spring onion in. 
Um, and it just means that you're not buying... Yeah, so you're buying less and you're using everything that you buy. So you buy a whole yeah. pack of spring onions and they all get split across everything. That's um, nice. It's really good. and But like, so like one of the meals I wasn't into, and I probably won't do it again, but like the, the fried rice we had last night was like, ah, oh. it was um, sausage meat, which is always like a good hack because it's already spiced and like flavoured and salted. Oh, so rather yeah, than yeah, like yeah. just using like pork mince, you just get, you know, sausages, pull them out of their cases and you've got all that. And then, yeah, that with like spring onion and uh, rice and uh, gochugang and fish sauce and all that delicious stuff. Oof. Uh, yeah. Big big fried egg on top. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gooey, gooey I fried see, egg. I'm hearing it and I'm loving it, but I am lazy. And for some reason, uh, you know, it's like, if I, re- I think I can cook, I just don't <laughs> do it because I'm a big lazy bastard and I like eating rather than cooking. It, but, you know, when yeah. I hear these nice stories, I do think, well. Maybe I should get myself in the kitchen and get my, get myself some um, some some you know Korean dishes and some food apps and whatnot. It does sound like a good malak, but I, I again, do love it until about half an hour after I finish eating and the washing up needs doing. That's uh, that's the problem because I've had a great yeah. time in the kitchen. And I've been like, oh, frying, grating, mm-hmm. and you just leave it all behind and you eat a delicious plate of food. <laughs> and then you come back into the kitchen and then you start putting your middle finger up at all the plates yeah. and things like that. <laughs> you, come, you do the middle finger yeah. spin and then you bounce back out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just just be like, fuck you, but fuck you to pass you who didn't bother yeah. cleaning up as they went <laughs> along. Yeah. I will say, I've got, a, I've got a, funny, a funny system which I do sometimes deploy uh, mainly if I make a full English I will do it and then I will uh, clean everything up that was used in the making of the food immediately and dry it and put it away really really quickly so that all I'm left with is the plate and the cutlery with which to eat the full English and then I I know I have to wash that up at the end but you do sort of feel released at that yeah. point, you oh, know, I can, having I can done definitely the get that vibe. Do you not get the concern the food's going to get cold? Because I, I think do, you, you've got to be bloody sharpish. That's, and actually, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been. I have, well, I wouldn't say I've been. Stu- there was one occasion which where I did not learn. I did not have this lesson in my mind, <laughs> uh, and and I got a, a cold couple of eggs. But the, the subsequent occasions, it's been good. I pop it on the on the put put the put the plate on the hob. Oh, it's nice still trick. warm, yeah, because yeah. it's still warm. Obviously, it's not on, but it's still warm. And then you just quickly, and it's only like you know, a couple of pans and a bowl to whisk the eggs and whatever you have. You, but yeah, you just you you go to the table in triumph because you think to yourself, well, this is great. I'll just eat this, and that all is it great, is just one plate. That is a great idea, and I think the only reason I never tried it is because my mum instilled in me when I was a kid. She always came in like she'd cook food, and then she'd rush in to like the table and be like sit down the food's gonna get cold <laughs> oh, it'd be yeah, like yeah. <laughs> one or two minutes for her was like too much of like the food's gonna yeah, be cold what, what is it with your parents that is a good point actually just the the tyranny of it'll get cold it's like yeah. chill out you know but like apart from anything else i remember saying to my mum, like mum, you know I, that to me all you're telling me is i could wolf it down all the quicker like that's fine <laughs> if it gets if it gets if it loses because also they'd always say that and then you get to the table Too and wrong. it's like magma on the plate and you're like well I can't eat this anyway for a good three or four minutes so you're just stirring it around you know yeah well because I, I, I already uh, I eat I eat so quickly already because I don't have a huge <laughs> appetite but I do want to finish all the food so oh, yeah, I, I have to finish the food on the plate before my stomach realises I'm full 
Um, and I, I didn't realise that I'd started doing it until like a few years after I had, but I do just like eat as quickly as possible and then feel the effects later. Like it's like, <laughs> oh no, I'm Jesus. way too full. But if I eat slowly, I get full during the eating process and that's horrible. That's the that's worst. Not like- <laughs> That's not a good state. I have to. I'm the same way. Yeah, whatever's on the plate will go. That's my attitude. Yeah, I I, I will finish everything on the plate. Yeah, it's true. No matter. Yeah, I'll try and deceive my body and think. Yeah, if I get it down quick enough, it won't realise it's full, and then I'll just be devastated and need to go to bed afterwards. But yeah, hey ho. <laughs> anyway, uh, I have been um, sort of going through games with a potential uh, Games of the Year list vibe. Trying to feel... I I have to say, I don't feel sort of festive yet. I normally don't feel the festive spell uh, until sort of like later in December. Sometimes games can kind of do that, can kind of get me into a little... Because I usually do that in December. I'll look at people's Games of the Year list and sort of try and... Oh, nice! Can, yeah. I pl- can I play as many of these as I can before the year of the end? I haven't had any mince pies yet, though. That all that also Ooh. adds to it. Have you jumped on the mince train yet? Yeah, we grabbed them when we were up in in Scotland, uh, which was Ooh. and they were good as well. They were really good. And uh, we got the tray up on the weekend as well. So, oh, that's cool. a little bit festive now. Um, and we've ordered because it's the first year of having our dog at Christmas, so we've ordered a Christmas outfit for her as well. <laughs> she, she's not going to like it, but <laughs> but she's going to wear it. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Ah, oh, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, yeah, well, all right. Well, hopefully then I'll start feeling festive. We do have our tree up, but our tree is ridiculous. It's a little fake tree <laughs> that's like bright pink. I don't know why it's bright pink. Um, and it's got decorate, and it lives downstairs, and we bring it up. But for some reason, I honestly don't know why. Uh, do I know why? When Black Ops Cold, you know, when Black Ops Cold War came out, and Ronald Reagan was in it. Yeah. I don't know where well, this is going. Yeah, it's pretty nutty. I have like a Ronald Reagan like cardboard face mask. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, uh, I can't remember. For whatever reason, that is now on top of our Christmas tree. Uh, it's not Christmas without oh, so it's Ronald not Christmas without rapping Ronnie Reagan. So yeah, it's a small pink fake tree. It looks ridiculous. It doesn't really get you festive, but it means that Ronald Reagan and he's got eyes that seem to follow you around the room. They'll sort of stare into your very soul. So so he's up at the minute. So that's I'll send you a picture of it after the pod so you can Amazing. Sort of get the okay. vibe. But uh, yeah. All right, well, we've got some good games this week. Um, some intriguing uh, games, actually. I'll queue up a jingle. And we'll jump in. Oh, 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 God. Hot dog. Oh, man. Dog, D, dog, dog, dog. And dog, and dog, dog. Dog, dog, dog. Games, uh, video games. We've been playing some things. You've been playing. Actually, I kind of wanted to hear about Evil West uh, because it passed me by. I was doing other things. I think it came out in a little mini rush of stuff. Um, I think I was doing Marvel's Midnight Suns, actually, when that was was happening. But, yeah, Evil West. It's another one in the kind of weird West subgenre. So things like 
well, Weird West, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, they uh, named that aptly, didn't they? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it worked very well. Uh, I'm always very fond of Dark Watch on the PS2, yeah. um, which was a good sort of like, he's a cowboy, but he's a vampire, and it's a shooter, and it worked quite well. So, the I don't know what the crux of this game is, but it looks to be a third-person action hack-and-slash-shooter hybrid with a load of monsters knocking about. Is that I right? Think, I think you've pretty much hit the nail on the head there actually that's a, <laughs> right, it's a very okay. apt description but I, th- I think the comparisons to a game like Dark Watch are very apt as well because it feels Evil West feels extremely old school so you, you're you a big old sort of like cowboy fella and you're working for this uh, this sort of it's like alternate history stuff right so like oh, yeah. it's got all those classic alternate history things like big Tesla coils like electricity oh, yeah. sort of before it's time and you've got like um, you know blimps you can't have alternate history out blimps, You've got to right? have blimps. It's yeah, very, yeah. it's very like the order eighteen sixty six. But if it oh, was you, in, you're talking my language now. Yeah, exactly on. right. But if it was in the old, <laughs> if it was in the old west, okay. Um, so you play as a fella whose name I can't. John Rentier, maybe it might be John, maybe. But oh, he, he, okay. he works for the Rentier Institute, which is run by his dad. Um, and it's like basically a big old vampire monster hunting institute in America to protect people from all the monsters that exist in this uh, in this world. Nice. Um, and the main one is is vampires. That's what you're sort of coming across. But it's not uh, not your traditional, you know, like Dracula, suave vampires. They're sort of like very um they're they're monsters sort of in human bodies and they can transform into big giant bats. Ooh. Because, you know, what better for a big fight in a game like this than that? Um, yeah. yeah, I think you'll really like this. I think the, the alternate history side of it, like what I'll say about this game, story is not great, but the setting <laughs> is great. If okay. that makes sense, like the story that's been written before you're playing the game, and like the world yeah. that's been built, is be- I really like. It huh. just doesn't tell the most amazing story during it. But it's not, yeah. But it's not the most important thing. But I think you'll like this little detail. Okay, they call mm. vampires ticks. <laughs> yeah, that That's, is nice. And it's, like it's a really nice little bit of world building where they're like, oh, I saw a bunch of ticks that way. And it's a really nice way of like <laughs> demeaning a vampire, I think. And it feels very American. And very sort of used and lived in. Like yeah. You kind of get that language. Yeah, that's nice. So that's I the sort of vibe. What's sort of. Um, I mean, I'm digging that a hell of a lot. What's. Is it like a co op thing or is it just like a solo. There is co op. I've okay. not pl- I've not played the co-op. I've been playing the entire thing solo, and it feels like a solo game, really. Oh, that's um, good. But co-op, but co-op, but again, if co-op was like one of those cool PS2 throwback things, where it's just like, yeah, just throw in co-op. Like, why oh. can't you play this game with two people? But for the most yeah. part, it's um, it's very much it's a bit like a it's a plays a lot like Doom, but in third person is one Ooh. of the big things. So you've got the glory kill, uh, and they give you your health back. That's a really important part of of the game so you you know you beat up uh, a load of vampires um eventually one will flash you hit the button you do a big cool animated execution and like the animations in this are great um and and you get health back and that's so it's 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 that you know encouraging aggression thing um and you've got a mix of melee and sort of ranged attack so you've got this big electrified gauntlet on your right hand um and which is mainly you know you punch things with it and as the game goes on, you unlock more and more things. And the more stuff you unlock, like, because I, I just played through, I played through a lot of it ages ago, and I just finished it over the weekend after, like, a big break. Mm. And, like, when you've got all your abilities by the end, it's fantastic, because you're switching between <laughs> the gauntlet, you've got, like, a rifle, 
um, that you can use to hit. It's not a third-person shooter, weirdly, but huh. you do, if you hold down L2, you'll use one of your two ranged weapons, which is a rifle or a crossbow. Okay. But they don't, they don't do a huge amount of damage, but every now and again, an enemy will uh, glow and their weak point on them will turn up. And it will just uh, be like during like a big attack they're doing or something. And if you can like pull out the rifle and hit that weak point in time, you'll do big damage or you'll interrupt their attack. So it's more like... It's less like, like Bloodborne, where you've got like it's a one-use thing, but it does stack. It's not really, you know, exactly. the gun doesn't really there for do do damage, but it serves a purpose. Yeah, of. and that's definitely everything here serves a purpose. So you've got grenades, but everything's on like a cooldown as well. Is the other thing. So you've got like grenades, you've got like, a big flamethrower, you've got a minigun by the end of it, but all of them have like a limited use. So it's about timing them all. Your shotgun is like just a button. It's it's on the PlayStation controller. It's just square. So it's like an ability more than it is a weapon. Huh. And it's a big blast in front of you, and then there's a cooldown for that to come back up, and then you use it again. So it's all about timing when you're using your abilities. And when you're in like the thick of it, oh, like in a really big fight where they throw a load of enemies at you, like mm. managing your health, managing all the enemies, working out the best like abilities and weapons to use on all of them, and just keeping everything flowing is really, really fun. Um, it can get a bit repetitive. Like By the time you're about halfway through the game, you've seen most of the enemy types, and they start just throwing more of them at you in like, a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's got a nice runtime, you know, like seven or eight hours. It doesn't outstay its welcome, if that even. Like uh, that's that's really nice. That's good. And the level design is just purely built for combat. Like there's a couple and it is of like, puzzles. Uh, it's a linear uh, thing. Oh right? like, yeah, 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 yeah. There's the side paths are entirely just for finding uh, money, and like occasionally skill points. Like you'll go off on a tiny oh. little side path, and you'll get. It's it's very PS2 game design. There's a main path, there's a side path, the side path comes to a dead end almost immediately, there's money there that you can use to buy upgrades, and then maybe there's a second side path that will have money as well to buy upgrades, and then you'll just go on the main path and go into battle after battle. Um, And in that way, it's a bit repetitive, it's not, you know, the the level design is a bit... The sets, it's all sets, isn't it? Like, it looks beautiful at times, but it's all designed entirely for you to move through it in a certain direction to fight more things. It, it, but it it just it doesn't care. That's the thing. Like yeah. it just it's just like yeah, it's it's a blood it's a, it's a bloody good time. Like and it, the setting's really fun. Um, I would recommend it to the right people. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd recommend. It's I think those, you would like, play it and enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, I think Richwood as well. I think Richwood like it's that got because the Shadow Warrior devs, isn't it? I think it's a very similar vibe to. Oh, is it? Yeah, is it flying flying wild hogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I think it has a very similar vibe to those games, but uh, it, with more oh, of a PS2 third-person action game. Vibe. Sounds very much my kind of uh, my kind of ticket. I think you'd I'm like, like it. I think a lot of people would enjoy it. If you don't go in with too high expectations for it, mm. it's not the story's not going to blow you away. Um, but it's it's just oh, I had a really good time with it. But it's a cool world. Yeah, I went up from what I saw. It uh, reminded me. Did you ever see that uh, Odd World Strangers Wrath? Yeah, that, yeah, that sort of vibe as well. Did you ever play the the Conduit? Um, no, I never. On play- the I, I know of it, but I know I never actually played it. No, so, is it? Does it remind you of that? Does it? Well, no. That that developer was working on another game for the week called The Grinder that never came out, but had loads of like gameplay trailers and stuff, and it re- really reminds me of that oh, as well. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. That's that's the vibe that I got when. That's one of the reasons I got so like. I was like, yeah, I'm going to play Evil West. Like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Well, thanks. I will check this out at some point. Possibly that, to me, sounds like a good 
early January game where there's nothing much going on in yeah. the world, and you're sort of you want something for the you know for the evening. So I might I'll stick that on the uh, stick that on the list. Yeah, if that ever um, hits like Game Pass or PS Plus, ah, oh, just oh, yeah. any, anyone listening, if that if you see that going, you go. What, do I remember Evil West? Just play it. It's a good time. Yeah, I I I, I definitely will. Um, we both played a bit of Eastwood, uh, yes. which we were we were talking about <clears throat> briefly last week. Uh, which is a kind of, I think the pitch is uh, the Legend of Zelda meets Earthbound. I think that's sort of what that they're seems trying to be the to, vibe. Yeah, <clears throat> sort, of, sort of what they're going for. Uh, you play as uh, John, uh, and I th- from what I mean, he's definitely a miner. That's one thing. Uh, he digs big holes in the ground, and they get treasure from those holes. Um, I think it's his daughter. That's that's what that. There's a figure called Sam who is yeah the, who adopted is the, the, daughter of some sort. It seems. Possibly, I yeah. do get that vibe. The way that she sort of calls him by his first name, John, um, and yeah, there's just something about it which is kind of interesting. Where, but I'm not too far in. I should say. I just I started this game, <clears throat> and I've kind of. I wouldn't say I've fallen for it, but it's got. I think it does have its hooks into me. So the the premise is you're, you're living in a in a kind of. Uh, I, I wouldn't say post-apocalyptic, but I'd certainly say sort of run-down, futurish uh, society or world. Um, you're this 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 miner uh, with his with his young charge, and the opening has you going down into a mine, and. Um, Killing a load of slugs. Uh, Killing a load of slugs. <laughs> a load of slugs. When he's got a sort of he's got a sort of frying pan that he uses to womp, womp the slugs, um, and it's kind of like a little mini initiative sort of Zelda dungeon in a funny way. Like the people in the mine say, "Okay, oh hi John, you know you gotta go down there and deal with the slugs." So you go down there, you whack the slugs, which remind me of um, like. Is it Choo Choo's from Zelda? The little yeah. sort of jelly jelly. Because well, you get the ones that are like electrified as well, right? Which is exactly. very Choo Choo. Yeah, so if you whack them while they're while they're electrifying, then you get zapped. But um, and then you pick up some bombs, and then bombs become an item that you have, and then you use that to bomb the little slugs' nest. It's a sort of, and all this is kind of like a uh, top-down pixel art two D sort of, you know, could have come out on the SNES style thing. Um, and I can see its influences, and I really like them. It, what one thing that it does that's interesting is that it'll spend. A fair bit of time uh, in dialogue, and yeah. I think build, building character and building the world in that dialogue. So you'll play as Sam uh, briefly. The controls seem to sort of hop over from John to Sam, and uh, you know she's just sort of talking with her friends as they're sort of hanging around outside a little shop, you know, and they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I think the game that they're playing is called Earthborn. Yeah. Which is sort of like a nice little nod of the head, I guess, to Earthbound. But um, weirdly, actually, is Dragon Quest, isn't it? <laughs> it's actually Dragon Quest. Yeah, you yeah. actually you play this game, and you have a party of people, and they're all fighting against a demon lord, and you can go into the shop and buy a little memory card. Seems to be one of those games where it's it's about the hangout as well as the other stuff. You know? Yeah, which is, I, I found it interesting. I think occasionally I've been a little bit like, I feel like I've not played for very long before I've had control wrestled away from me again yeah and that's because we both I think we've played probably about the same amount of time Mm. and that's why I've still not quite worked out how I feel about it because I've not had a really long uninterrupted period of just getting to grips with what the game is yeah because it does sort of pull control away and be like now we're in dialogue I'm like oh okay okay but yeah um, I know 
I also I, played. I, I feel similarly. It's a bit of an odd one. I, I when I I played it on whenever it was. I think Saturday night. But I just come from. I think this is maybe good luck. Apart from anything else, I was. I spent. I didn't actually put this on the list to talk about today, but I played Modern Warfare Two. The, the campaign. Oh, okay. Modern Warfare. Didn't. I haven't finished it yet, and I kind of want to go back and finish it. No, will. But I played it for a few hours and. Um, was quite tight. I mean, you know, you know, Call of Duty campaign. It's very much in your face. It's very much, you know, high octane action. Um, and I was kind of tired out because I played it for a few hours. And so I put on Eastwood, and it was like the nicest change of pace imaginable. Really, I was just sort of zonked out pleasantly on the sofa after slightly too long with Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, that that'll do that to you, won't it? I think, yeah, like whatever was going on with Eastwood, I was just like, oh, this is this is fine. This is nice. (laughs) (laughs) People just talking about you know, little girls wants wants John to cook her a little dish, so you pick up this sort of fruit or vegetable. Yeah, you go home and there's a little. By the way, there's a little cooking mini game where you can sort of choose your ingredients, and there's a little slot machine that pops up, and you can sort of you get lucky and line up the slots, and you can yeah. cook like a really nice dish. I feel like there's a lot of things. I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is keep this one on the back burner, and then kind of bring it up in yeah. each successive podcast and be like, by the way, Eastwood's getting really good now. Um, I really liked the little cooking mini game actually because I think. The frying pan as like a weapon was thrown in there as like a very out of the blue thing, right? And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, he's got a frying pan. Weird. He's a digger though, wouldn't he? Yeah, whatever. And then yeah. you go back to the, and then he and you're like, oh, he cooks for his daughter, and like, and it suddenly felt like you're like, oh, I understand why the frying pan's a thing now. Like that makes <laughs> more sense. Yeah. I will say I spent way too much time playing um, Earthborn as well. <laughs> Because I was, can you I, go back and play it like even more if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Once you get the memory card, you can just play Earthborn. And um, and I went back, and that was like, I think I, I, I the only reason I stopped playing Earthborn was because I was like, oh no, I need to play Eastward the game before <laughs> the podcast. Like, I need to actually get more into this. But I I recruited uh, the merchant and the monkey, and I fought things, oh, and I got brilliant. my ass kicked a lot. And I was like, well, maybe I need to you grind should just more. play. You should just play Earthborn. <laughs> I'll play Eastwood, and <laughs> you you play Earthborn, and we can keep reporting in. Uh, sort of like a two for one job. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It it looks very nice. Oh, I will say that much. So pretty. I I like it. Looks. Is it look? It looks. It's funny because it's definitely Earthbound. Wait, which one's the real one? Earthbound inspired. Um, yeah, but more, way is the more than one. yeah, yeah. But way more than that, I think it feels like Mother Three inspired. Which obviously same yeah. series, but you like look at the visuals and you look at There's the main character, and it's yeah. It definitely feels like someone maybe started this being like, shall I make Mother Three, and then mm. Like yeah, it, it's it's a really impressive. Like I also I really like it's small such small detail. I like the fact John walks around with his hands in his pockets. Yeah, yeah, just really nice little. Just uh, a really little, nice little small bits little of animation. Thing. Yeah, they can, they can really sort of help those little tiny bits. Um, yeah, just gives maybe, a bit of personality yeah. to him, doesn't it? He's just like oh yeah. Yeah, it totally does. Non, really lovely, lovely, lovely character design. Lovely lighting. Nice music as well. It's yeah, a, I think it's one of those games where it might it might end up hooking me in just because it's a very very pleasant place to hang out. I think that's the thing. And slightly um, weird. Did you did you get it on Switch? I did. Well, yeah. So we were talking about Eastwood this week because it's on Game Pass and it's finally free. We can both play it. We both have Game Pass, and I bought it on Switch mm. anyway because this game deserves to be played on handheld. <laughs> Look at it. It's a big old GBA game. <laughs> 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, I totally get it. I actually, because uh, well, the reason I was, I wanted, I, it was on my radar for a while, because it, it, it originally come out for Switch and PC. Yeah, yeah. Was it I think like it a, just a, came a out like a busy so, time. I knew about it. Yeah, I think it was. It was a busy time, and it came out, and I thought, oh, that's, I've definitely put that on the list. But I got a review copy of this, because, it, oh, I didn't realise that it was because it was coming out on on consoles. So I thought, oh, okay, right, fine. Well, then I'll, well, then I'll take that. Then doubly didn't know, oh, it's because it, and it's coming out on Game Pass as well. However, I, I think I would be a bit like you, and I would probably get a code so I could sort of play it on my Steam Deck. I think that's what I would well I would like to do because you could sort of the ability to take it away from the TV and go and play it in yeah. bed or play it, it does feel like it's oh, very yeah, cozy very yeah. sort of like yeah I, I really wrapped up on the sofa playing it and it's like because there's no like voice acting and stuff like that like I had the audio on but um but I felt the and the music's lovely but I was able mm. to do that while you know Rhiannon had the TV going for whatever she was doing like mm. I really like curled up on the sofa with it just like me and the game and was like yeah it's it's a very it's a very nice little handheld game. That's Run, nice. Runs really nicely on Switch as well. Oh, that's yeah, that's nice to hear. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah, no, that'd be too nutty to get it again on Steam. No, I'll just, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I will stick with it on Xbox, and I'll, I'll see what goes on. By the way, just a quick one while I'm here. Uh, Modern Warfare Two. What a weird game. Have you played Modern Warfare Two? No, I've not. I've not gotten around to it yet. I mean, I, I need to. Um, but mm. I think that might be like a you know, do the campaign over Christmas type of. Type exactly. of game for me. It I, it's got some good stuff in there. It's really strange. There's this. It's almost like there's this schism right down the middle with that game where you, where you kind of go. Let's just say for argument's sake. Okay, there's 14 missions in the game, and you yeah. kind of think, well, seven of these are going to be things that that Call of Duty is really good at doing. You know, so you do that mission that was in the E3 demo, Dark Water, where you sort of approach an oil rig on some speedboats, some little dinghies. It's really cool. It's really atmospheric and stuff. Yeah. But then, like, seven of the other missions, they're, like, weird stunt missions. And you sort of think, uh, did you guys... Did you really want to do this? Like, one of the missions, which is really bonkers, is called... Well, I don't know what... I can't forget what the name of the mission is. But it's basically like Pursuit Force on the PSP. Where it's like... <laughs> you're, it's Call of Duty. But for a start, you're driving a vehicle and it pulls out to third person. So you're just driving this car down a highway. You drive it up alongside another car and you push a button and you climb out onto your roof and then it's back into first person and you sort of jump over to the other car and hijack it. Wait, is, it, is, like, is this Wheelman? Is this like other? I, 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 it's really weird, right? And and I'm and I'm sort of thinking to myself, what, what, why are you doing this? Like, what? And also, the hijack mechanics a little bit gammy. Like, it puts me on my roof, but then when I'm in first person, I'm just in a first person Call of Duty game on the roof of a moving car, trying to jump onto another moving car, and you haven't like. You haven't got my back by putting it in in a cutscene or an animation. It's just a bit like I, it's up to me to jump over to the other car with good timing and stuff. And I failed a couple of times actually. Okay, <laughs> but, but yeah, just the whole mission is just like yeah, there's a convoy and it's going along this highway, and you have to hijack and jump your way up to the front of the convoy and stop the person at the front of the car. And I'm just like, what the? And there's another mission by the way with enemies. <laughs> that just have this this ridiculous armor on okay and it's and it's like that 
Call of Duty was always good at like never doing that. You know, like in Call of Duty, it was always like yeah, like one shot to the head or failing that, even just a couple shots to the body, and, and they'll die. That was always yeah, like you're right. Thing, it, it, you know? The difficult missions were ones where you're overwhelmed by the number of enemies. It was always it was always numbers, yeah. Especially up against at the time Halo yeah. Three, where it's like and well, you, they've got shields and you can do this. So COD sort of marked itself out by going no, you know, a spray of a normal gun will kill it. They've got enemies in this game. And it's just like, yeah, uh, he's got armour on. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And I shotgun his head. And it's like, yeah, well, that's one shotgun blast. Actually, the second shotgun blast will make his helmet fly off. And then the third shotgun blast will actually kill him if you get... But by the way, he's just shooting at you this whole time. The whole entire time, yeah. And just like running at you, by the way. And it's just like... Is this what? What the hell is going on here? This is fucking weird and like not that. F- but then they'll throw one of the other missions at you, you know. Yeah. Sort of sev- seven of the classic COD missions where it's just you and a group of people with some high caliber weaponry uh, going through a facility of some description, trying to find a missile in a crate, and there's some other guys there, and you got to shoot them. And I think this is the stuff that you do well, you know. But to, yeah, what, what is are it, you trying to do with this madness? Is it a pacing thing? Do you think that I, Possibly. I can't? Yeah, I can't really work out what's going on there because the, the missions you described don't sound too far away from things that I have seen in Call of Duty before. Mm. But maybe there's been less of them in previous games. Like that's been <laughs> one or think... two of the missions rather than like half of them. Well, usually what I've sort of I so there'll be like you know in Black Ops Cold War it's there's like a thing where you control a helicopter and that's kind of cool. It's got yeah. machine guns, it's got missiles, and they'll do a stunt mission like in the Modern Warfare reboot in 2019 where it's like oh you play as Farah, she's like a young girl and she's got a stealth around looking for some scissors to stealth kill a person in a house. It's oh it's a bit different. It's kind of like it feels like a real set piece, you know. Yeah. And they kind of do that here. There's like a thing in Amsterdam where you just all you've got to do, you're just in broad daylight in the middle of Amsterdam, and you just keep an eye on someone in a cafe. And it's not a particularly grow. I mean, you're not doing a whole lot. You're just walking down the street, and they're like, "Oh, the Mark's in the Graktan cafe. Keep an eye on him." So I'm like, "All right, I will." You know, it looks very nice. You guys are very very good at doing little slices of streets that look absolutely incredible um but you know so there's stuff like but then there's like yeah just in between stuff where it's just like yeah do you want to be pursuit force for a mission because i'm not (laughs) not really no i'd still rather just be cod to be honest and anyway yeah it was a fairly minor sort of snafu in the grand sky still still had some fun but just just stop messing about and also if it turns out that it's a bit too long as well because i haven't finished it yet yeah but I was sort of thinking, ah, I'm not far from, you know, wanting this to end. If it's just a case of padding, I shan't be best pleased. But maybe I'm just a little bit sort of nostalgic for just COD 4 and just the purity of that campaign. I mean, I but you, you say you that, know. but isn't this the whole point of the, the sort of reboot of Modern Warfare is to sort of go on that nostalgia from COD 4, <laughs> right? So I think if it's failing yeah, to do wrong. that, then I think it's, uh, it's maybe not quite lived up to... And it, yeah, sure. I've, I, the reviews, like uh, the you know the Modern Warfare 2019 campaign, yeah, yeah, uh, reviewed very well. And this one has got way more mixed reviews. I've seen a lot of people do love it, mm. but it, the, yeah, there's been more mixed reception to it. So it seems like something you know, there's definitely more missions in there that people aren't you know gelling with than they usually are. <laughs> yeah. So it's not just you, yeah. I don't think. 
Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I was worried that maybe I'm just grumpy old man yelling at Cloud of Call of Duty. You know, I don't think um, you're yelling, Josh. I think you're sort of. I, you're giving, <laughs> I think you're giving it its due as much as you want to. You know, like yeah. and yeah. I'm just being like, I think I'd like it to be a bit better. Oh, how dare you, Josh? How fucking and, dare? You? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I did like um, Black Ops Cold War. I thought it was a much more focused and sort of just honed campaign, really. So you know. I'm not all anti-COD. No, you love a Call of Duty campaign. I do. I absolutely love a Call of Duty campaign. So it is telling that the Modern Warfare ones seem to keep fucking it for me. Like, I didn't even finish 2019. I got to the point where the little girl knocking about with the scissors, and I was just like, what is this? (laughs) And I think my flatmate started it, and I just stopped playing it. Anyway, um, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the case of the Golden Idol. Um, Ooh, okay. Which is on my list of things to hunt down uh, before Christmas comes, before the end of the year, because it might be on games of the year. I'm on a prestige hunt, so I'm keeping an eye on games that people are talking about and saying are very, very good, maybe are a little bit lesser known. Uh, and I have seen this one uh, on a couple of... Li- have you have you sort of heard tell of this one? I have heard tell of it. I think I had I got a code for it and never got around to playing it. So apologies to whoever sent me that code. Um, He knows who he is. Um, But yes, so am I right saying it's a point-and-click adventure game, or have I gotten that wrong? Yeah. No, it it kind it kind of is. It, it would then sort of tuck itself nicely into a little sort of subgenre of the point and click, I suppose, and it would be a kind of detective game. But oh, yeah. oh, I see. I, I do um, like I like detective games, but they don't always pull it off. Uh, yeah, and this one is this one is very much um, the first game I have seen, or or at least the most successful game that I have seen uh, to look at. Return of the Oberdin and just say, hey, no one's doing stuff that's like that. And that one was really, really good. Why aren't people doing stuff like that? And it's done it. It's 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 a post-Return of the Oberdin detective point-and-click pixel art game. Uh, and it's really, really special as well. Um, I've played a good... Did you play Oberdin? No, but I know, I know quite well, because that, that made waves when that came out. I've seen, like little yeah. short playthroughs of it and stuff like that so i i, mm. I know the vibe of Oberdin, like excellent how that yeah. changed yeah it was the first detective game people said where you actually have to come to your own conclusions right like yeah it did it did a really good job like not um not making things into video game mechanics and and you know having the thought process of actually what happens go on in your head yeah um, which is which is a really really special thing. It's like you actually have to think about this stuff uh, properly, think about it, and come to a conclusion that you think is workable, and try that out. And that was what Oberdin did so so well. Yeah. And I had never seen it done like that before. Traditionally, you've got things like La Noire. <coughs> pardon me. Which is very mechanical, yeah. you know. It's it's uh, you're lifting the evidence. You're looking for the for the blood marks. Everything is in the game. Everything is kind of managed for you in the game. Uh, and Oberdin changed that. Uh, and the case of the Golden Idol is very very uh, similar in that way. So it's set in sort of 18th century uh, England. I, I think it's England anyway. Or certainly the the setting sort of moves around. But you're a detective in the 18th century. Oh, okay. And there are twelve. Uh, mysterious sort of deaths uh, that span over I think they go over about 40 years the deaths, they seem to all be I've solved 
four of them so far, so I'm about a third of the way through, and they all seem to involve this particular family and the people in the orbit of this particular family, and of course you, you sort of start to figure out that one of the uniting factors is this golden idol, which is a little small golden statue that's sort of been taken from somewhere. Um, and the premise is you're, you're given a sort of uh, a picture of a certain a, a certain scene, like in let's say a dinner scene in a house, okay. and you can kind of click and move upstairs and sort of check out the whole house. And it's your job to click on things in the picture that you think look interesting in some sense, and you know why you might think they look interesting. You then assemble purely by clicking uh, lists of sort of evidence for the case. And as you go, as you do that, your little bank on the bottom of the screen fills up with words. So you'll click on uh, a diary and there'll be names in the diary. And so you click on the names and that name will then go down into your little bank of words. And there's all sorts of evidence. And so you'll see like there'll be other things, not just names, but like trapdoor. So you click that and you get the word trapdoor at the bottom. Knife, a broken pair of scissors, whatever you want to do. It then comes to the point where you sort of muster your detective powers and attempt to solve the case. And you do that by dragging and dropping those words into different sentences to sort of form a working prescription of what happened. So, you know, John Smith pushed uh, Jimmy Scott off the cliff because he had stolen John's golden idol or something like that. And it'll say, bah, you came to the right conclusion. Well done. That's exactly what happened. You know, so there was... uh, that basic process doesn't really change. You'll drag and drop. Name. There was one that was all about the inheritance of a will. Okay. Um, and so you sort of drag and drop the names of a family tree onto a will uh, to try to work out which earthly possessions had been left to which family members and why those family members may have been happy or annoyed about what was left to them. So you you actually get the words like happy, upset, you know, annoyed or whatever, and you sort of drag them, and so you, then you sort of try to construct, well, you know, Darcy Brown felt annoyed at receiving only uh, a book of poetry rather than the estate or whatever like that, so she wanted revenge, so she did this, and you're sort of constructing these ideas of of what you think happened, um, and it works fantastically well. I mean, the 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 the, the music is 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 lovely. It's not too in you. That's really important with a game like this, where you've got long periods of just thinking. Yeah, the music yeah. is non non intrusive, but then when it's there, it's um. It's 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 exactly what it needs to be, sort of nice chamber music, and then and then of course the 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 art style, very very strange and distinctive. I've never seen a game look quite like it. It looks it looks absolutely bonkers, um, sort of exaggerated uh, people and features and stuff. Um, and then the story, uh, as you sort of actually start to work out what's going on through this family, and I've, I'm not fully there yet. But it starts to get really sinister, uh, really macabre, and you you kind of work out, okay, there's there's something happening with this golden idol, and, you know, I don't... Something really, really dark and fucked up might be happening, and people do keep dying, and, you know, what's going on? And uh, utterly captivating, man. I've only, as I say, I've only played, like, four... I think I'm on the fifth case. Um, But I've, I've not... It's done something really, really interesting, which is sort of... Remind, there's things there, like, you know, Return to Monkey Island, where you had the sort of, like, the action words at the bottom. There's, there's like, a little bit of... not Sorry, not Return to Monkey Island. It's, oh, I'm actually the talking class, about, like, the, the classic classics. Ones, yeah. yeah. Like, Secret of Monkey Island. Yeah, so there's, there's a bit of that. But on the whole, it's, like, it's brand new. And it looked at Obra Dinn, 
<laughs> Oberdin's funny. It's a little like Breath of the Wild. It's like, it, it, you know, everyone sort of talked about how influential it'd be. But you kind of look around, you're like, well, yeah. I, it, it took it took a while to actually see any of that influence. And then when it did turn, there's only like two or three things that you could honestly say really did. And this, to me, um, yeah, I'll I mean, report back, but yeah, t- phenomenal so far. Anyway, go on. Oh, you, so, you sold me on it entirely. Um, I Like, it sounds incredible. I've got one question, which I think is not... It's not thrown me. I just, I can't, this has surprised me, I guess. So when you're Mm. saying like you click on things and then you sort of inspect them and that adds them to your your big word bank down the bottom, how much stuff can you click on that isn't actually relevant to it? Because that's where (laughs) video games always fall down, right? Is where you're like, oh, I can click on that. So if I can click on it, it must be one of the words I can use or whatever. Can you there is exactly the right amount of so you can't just click on literally anything. Okay. Uh, you you can click on more stuff than you need to click on and there are things where you click on it and it won't add to the word bank but it will say this has been added to your thinking panel and you click on your thinking panel and it's just these things may inform your thought process over okay. to the right hand side. So it doesn't let you just like gather this massive word bank of superfluous shit that will mislead you. It's sort it adds to there are enough things that, that you will have enough words so that you'll really have to think about oh no wait okay. that's not quite good, right good. okay so but yeah it doesn't doesn't sort of drop you in an ocean of words and then you kind of yeah there's, there's enough there to prod you into thinking about it in the right way and that's k- kind of magic very I, I imagine must be v- extraordinarily difficult to do as a, as a developer but is, is Lucas, sh- Lucas Pope did it and these guys have done it I think what, what is it closed circuit games I think it is um, is each case like self-contained? Because I, well, I've, I heard sort of point and click thrown around around it, and mm. I've not played a point and click for years because it's always that thing of like I like the individual moments of it, but like moving mm. around in the world and sort of like moving from place to place, I can find yeah. quite tedious. Does this literally mm. give you a case? You do it, you solve it, you move on to the next thing. Yeah. Or do you Yeah, it's like you're flipping through like a book of photographs oh, and see. each each thing is just that. It's like a self-contained like hit stare at the panel and here you go. and it's like a sort of a light a, st- a still photograph with little bits of animation that that, that, that has immediately you know. made me more interested in this. Yeah. The idea that <laughs> yeah. I could just dip in, do a case, mm. stop, move on and come back and like start another case without having to like I don't know, puzzle my way through to the next bit. I'm like, yeah, oh. yeah. It's 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 really really sweet. But yeah, I'll um again more of more of Eastwood, more of that. Uh, I'll keep it on the backbone and get to the end of it. Is it uh, only I'm PC also, at the moment? Yeah, the yeah, it's only it's PC only at okay. the minute. Um, I imagine it will have to come to other stuff because I hope it's successful and I hope at least if the Switch gets it, that'd be something. That'd be yeah. Um, that's that's what I'm imagining in my head. You know, it does bit, work bit beautifully. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Well, it's very... Yeah. It's very, very mouse. That's the funny thing. Lots of click-dragging. and st- I mean, not that that can't work. Yeah, no, devs have gone way sort of, better at you, sorting those out recently, haven't You could they? do it with an analog yeah. stick and stuff and all that. It's fine. Um, anyway, I'm going to queue up a jingle, uh, and we'll hop into the news. When you tie your shoes and you do the bit where you make the loop goes round rather than tying double knots on your shoes just go round twice because they never ever ever come undone and you can then undo them just pull 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 at the end of the day ever 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 come undone news hell of a lot of news because game awards happened it's an award show but it's also uh, is it? Of other is stuff. it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
kind of 15 minutes really. of awards yeah yeah it's, 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 let's just say there's some awards in there somewhere um and the awards are in brief uh game of the year elden ring good Sounds about right yeah uh best game direction elden ring yeah, yeah. so i mean i don't really get that category but fine no no uh best narrative god of war ragnarok uh, cool. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Best art direction. God of War Ragnarok. Uh, art direction's a weird one for that, but fine. That's, 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 that's a funny one, but whatever. Best score and music. Bear McCreary. God of War Ragnarok. Um, fair enough. Probably not for me, but uh, it was good. It was good. Uh, and uh, best sports racing. Gran Turismo Seven. I'm very very happy about that. Um, <laughs> Excellent. Just only well only because like. I'd have it. It, it, it. That game will definitely be on my games of the year thing. I think that's a phenomenal one. Should it be Mario um, Strikers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and there was another one as well uh, that Rich was going on about. For was it Dirt? Oh no, Dirt Five was that was last year. Ignore me. Um, what else have we got here? We got best audio design, God of War Ragnarok. Best performance, Christopher Judge in God of War Ragnarok. I personally would have had Man on Gage from Immortality rather than Christopher Judge, but fair enough. I think a lot of people uh, would, yeah. Games for Impact as Dusk Falls. Uh, didn't play it. Did you play that one? No, I didn't. And I was surprised that was a nomination, so it must have stuff in it that I don't really know about. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, best ongoing game, Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh, everyone's going to love that. Everyone's going to love that. Uh, best indie is Stray. I mean, I, lo- uh, I love Stray. I think Stray's a great I game. A <laughs> I do love a bit of Stray. Um, I don't know what that even means anymore. They're published by a huge publisher, yep. so it's not really Not indie, really but indie, but... Oh well. <laughs> small, small studio, I guess. Yeah, that's that what it means anything. these days, doesn't it? <laughs> and then best debut indie, uh, Stray as well, which... Uh, Sure. I would have had Norco. In that category also were Norco, Neon White, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. So I would have either had Norco or Vampire Survivors. But there you go. Uh, yeah. Best action game, Bayonetta 3. That's of, pretty cool. You know. yeah. yeah. Best role-playing, Elden Ring. Best fighting game, Multiverses. Best best family, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I, I mean, I really like Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Best, so do I. Best family game is just basically best Nintendo game as well, wasn't it? Best Nintendo game, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's basically what I mean, yeah quite funny uh anyway on to the real meat of the game awards is the news that came out of it um item number one this is oh oh, by the way actually i totally forgot uh, i should say because i want to get this right uh the developer of the case of the golden idol is color gray games by the way not closed circuit games that was just my brain crossing a wire so (laughs) Um, but no, yeah, the first one, maybe the biggest one, I guess, is uh, Ken Levine's studio, Ghost Story Games. Uh, their new game was uh, revealed to the world. It's called Judas. Yep. And uh, it's, uh, well, this, this the official description, quote, a disintegrating starship, a desperate escape plan. You are the mysterious and troubled Judas. Your only hope for survival is to make or break alliances with your worst enemies. Will you work together to fix what you broke, or will you leave it to burn? Uh, yeah. Great trailer. It, uh, gr- yeah, good trailer. Good trailer. It's Bioshock, uh, isn't it? It's Bioshock again. Yeah, some strong Bioshock vibes in there. There was a sort of point at which the character so looked first person and you yeah. had a kind of plasmid like in your one hand, hand was, gun in the other <laughs> was like, like on fire so i see what you're doing is, here <laughs> yeah i know and i kind of felt a little bit i don't know how i felt about that a bit really disappointed for, for me I, I i was i i i'm sure it'll be fun 
But I was a little bit like, yeah. oh, I thought this would be more different to Bioshock. But <laughs> yeah, I it's know a bit Callisto protocol, isn't it? Where someone comes back and is like, I'm doing a new game. It's like, you're just doing that again, aren't you? Because no one else is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And of course, we know that is it Cloud Chamber Games is actually doing another Bioshock. So it'll be another Callisto protocol moment, yeah. kind of. When we'll yeah. be like, well, there's a Dead Space remake and there's Callisto protocol. I'm excited for it. It, it. You know, I know Ken Levine was going on about his narrative Lego and all that sort of stuff. I don't know how it's going to pan out. I imagine maybe something like Bioshock Infinite where those crazy ambitious descriptions that we've heard will be tapered down slightly almost into certainly, an, yeah. an experience that we're a little more familiar with but uh, yeah exciting stuff uh, Judas yeah Death Stranding 2 um, all nonsense again just, just all pure, nonsense, pure again. nonsense and you know what's good about the nonsense is that I actually played and finished Death Stranding uh, played it twice in fact because I played the director's cut oh so this and trailer will make full sense to you Josh no, no, absolutely not, <laughs> absolutely not. And I think what's 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 impressive about the trailer to Death Stranding Two is how even for Death Stranding veterans, it was pretty much as baffling as the trailers were for Death Stranding One before you had played Death Stranding One. I don't. There's a load of stuff in that trailer where I was like, oh, so that must be a prequel, or at least some of that must take place before the first game. Oh, weird. She looks, she looks different to how she looked. And then later on in the trailer, it's like, oh, no, no, she looks... Okay, she's changed now. That's how yeah. she looked in the first one. Okay, fair enough. I tell you what, I mean, My fair favorite. enough, I liked it. I liked Death Stranding 1, and I'm happy that, you know, Kojima's doing stuff, but... It would be cool. I'm a bit sad that this was the... There was all these Kojima projects up yeah, in the Yeah, me air. too. I want to see and that like, horror game that he's been working on. Apparently. Yeah, the, well, the, but I was also sad that it was like two in one because the game that he was talking about with Elle Fanning, that is this game. Yeah, And I exactly. thought that was going to be another game. So it was like two things came together and I was kind of like, oh, okay. It reduces, right, the, it reduces the possibilities. But um, but you know, my yeah. fa- you know what my favourite bit of the trailer was? Oh, yeah. When the big Metal Gear turned up? It was kind of it, yeah. The big it's just, road just rising a big up out of, the, <laughs> out of the oil uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. And she was talking about oh, it's her company's. Yeah, I, mate, I, I have no idea. Just it turned up, and I was like, "That's Metal Gear Rex. That's Metal Gear Rex's head. It, Why? <laughs> like he's not fucking yeah. around at all." And he did have a sort of almost like a little railgun thing. It was an, it, well, yeah, it was a funny thing. And then of course Norman Reedus showed up. Norman Reedus blabbed about the existence of this game a few months ago, accidentally and revealed it. Yeah. basically. Hollywood actors don't up. give a shit, do they? They just they like... don't care. <laughs> it's quite funny actually. And he had grey hair, so I guess you know it's just a, a, a sequel because time fall fell on his head and turned his it, it looked absolutely bonkers there's another character with a mask on there's a lot of octopuses in jars instead of babies uh, who knows it's going to be bonkers but I'm sure much like the first game it will inevitably end up being really really compelling and just quite good and fun and interesting and who knows uh, this one for you I know uh, Hades 2 oh yeah uh, it's been announced which uh, casts you as the immortal princess of the underworld in a story that's rooted uh, in Greek mythology and the dawn of witchcraft. Uh, yeah, it can, looks so, so good. It looks a little bit nutty, doesn't it? My flatmate was going absolutely bonkers about it. She like loves Hades. Keeps trying to get me to play it. It's like it's like seven pounds fifty on Steam at the minute. I, I must buy it. I oh, will mate. buy it. It's 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 the first Hades is so good and like the only thing with this I got really excited for it and I'm like I'm going to be waiting forever for this because it's going to be like in early access on PC because the first that's re- what she was really upset yeah. about right she was like you're going to 
<laughs> you're going to be able to play it like a year before. Oh, it, yeah. Like, like yeah. I'll wait for it to come to Switch or Xbox or something and it will be, I, I guarantee you, like it'll be like 2024 or something like that. But, but I mean, <laughs> oh, looks man. looks great. Love the witchcraft angle as well. Different yeah. vibes. All very cool. Also, by the way, I know this is a sort of thing that annoys you, but <laughs> I found it actually quite good in this particular instance. Um, you know, trailers where there's like, it's a pre-rendered trailer with like no real gameplay or, or, and stuff, right? Yeah. But I, well, I guess actually, to be honest, this one did have a little bit of gameplay. It had a bit of gameplay, yeah. But um, how do you feel about, because I actually thought just the animation of the cartoon was like, pre-rendered is one thing but i actually had kind of fun watching the trailer i don't really know about hades but i thought wow what a beautiful trailer they've put together there like the animation looks oh really, yeah really, really cool. good it is they've got such a unique art style that studio but what i know what i will mm. say i don't mind cinematics and pre-rendered trailers with no gameplay at all even if it's an existing ip because that's yeah. just like oh there's a new one coming but you already know what the original play is like right so that that's fine <laughs> yeah, by me yeah. it's when it's new ip that you don't know anything about and it's like here's a cinematic i'm like well i don't know what that game is yeah. That's what annoys me. But this no, this one was great. And then the gameplay looked the gameplay looked like Hades, but with more stuff. And it feels like it feels basically feels like the, the it feels like this could have been like Hades DLC a yeah. year ago. And they went no, no, no. We've got too many ideas. Whole new and game. Apparently, super. Oh god, I'm gonna fuck this up. Super giants. Giant? Yeah, super massive yes. is uh, until dawn. Super giants. Hades. Dawn. Super giant. They sort of said like because a load of people were like, oh, that's. It's kind of sad they're doing a sequel. Like uh, we're always excited for them to do new stuff because whatever they do t- turns to gold. But apparently, Supergiant said I think uh, either on uh, Twitter or, or published a, a sort of blog thing where they said you know one of the things that we always wanted to do as a studio was publish a sequel to one of our successful games that was even better than the original game, and we think that this is so you know good on them. Yeah. I guess, oh god, yeah. Sticking sticking to their guns. Um, this one, uh, really really cool. Hellboy Web of Weird. Yeah, uh, is a roguelike action game based on the comics, or weirdly, to give it its kind of full title, I guess, Mike Mignola's Hellboy Web of Weird, <laughs> and it boy does it look like Mike Mignola has 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 done it all. The yeah. artwork is sublime. Um, yeah, what did you think to this one? Cool trailer, looks like a comic book in action, which I feel like we don't get as much of these days. Of that no. sort of like, but it's, it's it feels a step above even something like The Wolf Among Us, where like any individual screenshot I know this because I was taking screenshots from the trailer to post Mm. the news with and Mm. every screenshot I took looked like a still from a comic and it's like well that's impressive in in motion not not quite as much but yeah any screenshot from this could be could be hand drawn which is very cool yeah for sure and like the action looks quite cool it's coming to all the consoles and PC it's made by Good Shepherd Entertainment um, yeah, looks cool. Hellboy fans are going to go in absolutely nutty about it because not not many good Hellboy games out there. No, um, but yeah, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven Phantom Liberty DLC. It's the DLC we already know, but the new news is that it's got Idris Elba in it. Yeah, which um, is a very cool casting. Which is a, which is a very cool, and it's got a distinct kind of espionage action looking. It looks like you're doing sort of intelligence work in it, and. Uh, I think one of the rumours... I can't remember if we know this or if it's just one of those things that did the rounds. It's in, like, a new district of Night City. Like, it opens up a new area on the on the city thing. I don't know where I got that from. If that's a real thing that people already know about, let me know. Because that's in my <laughs> brain, and I don't know why it's in my brain. So there you go. Uh, Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, announced. It's, for, it's from software off the back of Elden Ring. It's an Armored Core game... 
they have said it's not going to be like the Soulsborne games. It's going to be a proper Armored Core game. Miyazaki said, quote, uh, we've not been making a conscious effort to try to direct Armored Core towards more Soulsborne type gameplay. First of all, let me just make that clear. I'm kind of tempted by it. It's one of those yeah, funny ones same. where, you know, a studio sort of gets launched into the stratosphere and then all of a sudden they kind of go, well, before we were famous, we were kind of doing this other series that's got a real cult following. Like, maybe you might be interested in that if you like our stuff. So, oh, yeah. It's well, it's well excited. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm excited purely because this is the first Armored Core game since Dark Souls got big. Not since Dark Souls released, because there was one released in 2012. Yes, but yeah. It took a little bit of time for Dark Souls to build up that that following it, that it has now, right? So yeah, the, yeah. Basically, like since the last Armored Core game, they've released like Dark Souls three, Sekiro, Bloodborne, and Elden Ring, and like completely changed what that studio is. Yeah. So it's just yeah, we know that studio makes good games. I'm more than happy to try out a sort of a more mission based mech game that has, you know, those themes that they love so much. And yeah, I think it's going to be cracking. Uh, the Lords of the Fallen shows off its first gameplay in a new teaser trailer. This was going to be... This is one of the first big Souls-likes, I guess. Yeah. It was going to be Lords of the Fallen 2, but then it's now it's just kind of rebooted now. It's just called uh, The Lords of the Fallen. The Lords of the Fallen. Yeah. It's got a the now. That's how you do it these days. You add a the. It's the Suicide Squad, isn't it? Is that? It's the Batman. The yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah, they know you're not fucking around. Um you're quite excited for this, right? Yeah, because I, I, weirdly, because the first Lords of the Fallen was quite bad, by all accounts, it was a quite a bad uh, <laughs> Souls-like because it was the first one, and like people hadn't quite broken down what made Dark Souls good, so it, it mm. took a lot of elements from it, but was yeah, reportedly quite poor. So I'm really excited for this one because it has to be good. You can't use the Lords of Fallen name again and make another bad game. And like, they clearly like it must have some value for them to not come up with a new IP. They're like, no, we can stand by but that. But not enough IP. value, right? That they put a two on the end because they've obviously removed no. the two to be like, let's forget about the first game. Actually, let's just yeah, it's got ex- it's a cool exactly name. the right amount yeah. of value. Yeah, so that we, we can we've just got call a cool it name, but we don't want people to know it's a sequel. Um, and it's yeah. set like a thousand years after the original, which basically means they've rebooted it. Yeah, and, um, what was it like 2014 that first game? I want to, yeah, that sounds about right to me. 2014, I think it was, yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I want to see with all the you know breakdowns of what makes the From Software games so good, and uh, more Dark Souls games out since then, and Elden Ring out. I'm mm. just fascinated to see like what they do with it, and they've obviously been working on it for absolutely ages as well. So you know, just be a good game. That's what I want. <laughs> but if it crashes and burns, it'll be just as interesting. <laughs> Crime boss Roque City. Roque? Roque? Is that what's going on? Oh, Rocky? I've, I've no idea. I missed this entirely until you wrote the news about it. I, I yeah, completely this skipped is, this. It was in my head because they did that trailer before the Game Awards where Michael Madsen walked up to a reception desk and asked for Jeff Keighley. And I thought, well, it's Michael Madsen. This is very <laughs> interesting. Um, it's a co-op crime shooter. Uh, which may, I think, involve heists and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it sounds like payday, doesn't the, it? Yeah, li- basically, I think that's the vibe. A uh, bit, bit of payday. So it's set in the nineteen nineties, um, and the cast list is 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 absolutely mad. It's, it's Michael Madsen, Chuck Norris, Kim Basinger, Danny Glover, Danny Trejo, Vanilla Ice, and Michael Rooker. I mean, it's an absolutely mad cast list to get. Uh, Kim Basinger it must be the first video game that Kim Basinger has been in. Uh, a, a, public, a press release from uh, Five Hundred Five, who's publishing, 
Uh, they say, uh, Rock A City is a thriving metropolis, buzzing with excitement, uh, from sandy bays to towering skyscrapers. But behind the glamorous facades, a fierce turf war is raging. After the demise of the previous crime boss, a power vacuum has appeared for a new king of Rock A City. And there are many sinister contenders fighting for the throne. Choose your crew based on their skills and expertise, execute daring missions, and carry out staggering heists. And maybe you'll walk away with the cash, the turf, and ultimately the crown. That's coming out uh, at the end of March, March 28th, on uh, next-gen consoles and PC. So, yeah, I wish, wish I was more excited for that, I think. But I just, I know yeah. I won't play it. That's, that's, that's my vibe with that one. Yeah, I, I, I think I have a sort of similar thing. I sort of admire what, what it is. But maybe if I get all you guys to play with me, maybe we can... That uh, yeah, interesting. That's made, that's made some pretty <clears throat> average games a lot better in the past, hasn't it? <laughs> when we've got the yeah. four of us together, so... For sure, for sure. Um, Suicide Squad, it's still on, still happening. Uh, we got a new trailer, and it features Batman. And it features Kevin Conroy voicing Batman. Yeah, um, that, which got, I that got me a little bit, I will say. Yeah, that was, that was, it was a really lovely moment, and... Um, in in the in I mean the the actual trailer itself is it we don't get well we already know that I guess the premise of the game is the Justice League has gone bad Suicide Squad's got to get them we saw evil Superman a while back evil Flash evil Wonder Woman evil whatever but yeah it's evil Batman it's looking like and yeah it the, in the trailer was quite nice it, it sort of came up and said thank you Kevin and yeah. he delivered his uh, iconic line I am I am vengeance I am the night I am Batman and it was a nice moment and I and I guess hopefully. Well, I imagine they will have finished all of the recordings and stuff, so it'll be a complete performance, and it'll be Kevin Conroy's last, it'll be, you know, posthumous last performance. Um, yeah, yeah, which is going to be really weird, because he, he, yeah. is, he is Batman to me. Like, he's the yeah. Batman I grew up with, and then going into the Arkham games. But, you know, I, I grew up on the, the Batman animated series and the Justice League animated series, and yeah, he's yeah, just, yeah. he is Batman, so... Yeah, Going, I isn't it? <laughs> same, same. Uh, but also, I mean, because of the Kevin Conroy stuff, and you know, fair enough, I feel the same way. Uh, but it does also... Um, I don't know, I didn't see anyone talking about this, but I guess we kind of knew that it was going to happen. But, like, he's dead. Uh, he died at the end of Arkham Knight, and he's just in the... Tri- I mean, we <laughs> we always knew he wasn't really dead. Uh, by oh, the way, I'm talking my about God, Batman. yeah, sorry. But yeah, because like, this like, is in no the Arkham t- verse, isn't it? <laughs> like, this, this actually is... It takes place after Arkham Knight, and, yeah. you know, spo- spoiler alert for that game. But, yeah, at the end, he initiates the, night- the Nightfall Protocol. Yeah. Blows up the mansion, takes him and Alfred, you know, he walks inside. I mean, look, I'm not saying it's not a shock horror, like we obviously knew Batman wasn't going to be dead, but, you know, this is confirmation of that, and no one seems to be talking about it. Yeah, you're right, that's really interesting. I think I I need to, I don't think it's going to be until I play this game that I'm even going to, like, be able to acknowledge the fact it's part of the Arkhamverse. It still feels so Mm. separate from from that right so once I start playing and those connections start popping up because I'm sure they will because they love the Arkham games so Mm -hmm. they're going to throw in as many references as they can and at that point I'm going to play it and I'll be like oh okay this all makes sense now but at the moment my brain still doesn't comprehend that they are part of the same universe (laughs) fair enough um yeah, what else have we got? Oh, there's a trailer for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Looks good. More, more, more of that, please, yeah. Give me more. It's got more lightsabers, more force powers, more planets, more everything. Cal's got himself a little bit of stubble as well, so he looks like a, you know, um, a stubbly uh, teenage version of Cal, maybe a little bit older, <laughs> maybe a bit tired. He's a bit... I yeah. hope that... It'd be kind of cool if he if you could maybe flirt with some dark side powers. I'd love a bit of that, but I don't think they're going I don't that think way. they'll do that either, but it would be nice, you're right. 
Yeah. Uh, Banishers Ghosts of New Eden yeah, is a, an action RPG from Don't Nod. Basically, looks like... This is like the first video game, I think, where someone's like, we're going to do The Witcher... And I don't even mean, like, obviously Assassin's Creed, like, mechanically pinched a lot of stuff from The Witcher 3. Yeah. But this game, actually, its story looks like The Witcher, but, like, with ghosts. The the description is, quote, uh, New Eden, 1695, and Thea Duarte and Red Mac Wraith are lovers and banishers. Ghost hunters who vowed to protect the living from the threat of lingering ghosts and spectres. Following a disastrous last mission, and Thea is fatally wounded becoming one of the spirits she loathes. In the haunted wilds of North America, the couple desperately searches for a way to liberate Antea from her new plight. But yeah, challenging decisions, they say, dramatically impacting the story and the fate of New Eden's inhabitants, be they living people or wandering souls. Uh, yeah, looks intriguing. It's it kind of like, I guess, sort of vampire would be the thing, because that, that's the game that Don't Nod did that was like, do, it's a third-person action RPG, and it's got combat in it. And I they guess do Remember, Remember me. me as well? Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. But um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, vampire is better than Remember Me. Maybe this would be better yeah. than vampire. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. just I hope so, yeah. On the upswing yeah. constantly, that'd be nice. It's kind of interesting. Oh, uh, Trans- Transformers Reactivate, by the yeah. way. That's that's a thing that I, I don't really care much for transformers but fair enough looks cool the earth is invaded by uh decepticons i believe they're called and <laughs> the transformers have to kick their ass sounds so, like transformers sounds like transformers but it's a co-op action game and it's from developer splash damage so it's kind of intriguing uh it's out on consoles and pc in 2023 don't have a fixed uh, release date for it, but yeah, looks cool. And also, the trailer had a cover of "Dead or Alive" by uh, Bon Jovi, which was funny. <laughs> it was it was like piano and quite mournful, and I yeah, I, I laughed. But hey ho. Anyway, uh, it it was a busy old news week. Um, yes, and I think in the fullness of time. I'll look back on the 2022 Game Awards and I'll go. That was that was a solid one. That was a good one. I it, think it had yeah. enough, right? I think it had more stuff that a sort of people who've been like reading about games for like ten years. I think there's there's interesting stuff in here. Like Judas is one of those things that maybe for like a general audience is like, oh, that's cool. But for people who know what you know, yeah. who Ken Levine is and who what Bioshock yeah. is, it's it's a bit cooler. And I think that applies to. A lot sure. of these things. Um, yeah. I can quickly... if it, There's the Horizon from West getting DLC, right? There's that... Oh, yeah, good stuff, yeah. Uh, which looks cool. Was there's, it Burning Shores? Burning Shores, yeah. Uh, Hollywood so Sign is still around somehow, so that's fun. Set in LA, so that's cool. Hollywood yeah. Sign's still there. <laughs> yeah, definitely that. hasn't yeah. crumbled yet, which is very, very bizarre. Um, yeah. And there was another trailer for the Horizon VR thing. Yeah, Call of which the looks Mountain, very which, cool. Um, yeah. It's only going to set you back like six hundred quid if you want to play that. So that's fun. Excellent, easy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think I think that was the only other major thing there. Yeah, excellent. All right, cool. Well, uh, it's about that time then uh, for us to summon producer Dan and get uh, quizzical. I'm Your getting hot vibes. Yeah. The dreaded hot vibes. Yeah. I'm Your getting hot vibes. Yeah. The dreaded hot vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Your orangey bit. I'm buzzing. I do want one. Don't get your top bit pushed in. It's that time of the week, that time of the quiz. That time of the quiz. That time of the podcast. It's time for the quiz. Um, 
fucked it from day dot brilliant <laughs> um we're joined by producer dan hello producer dan how are you i am wonderful thank you mate how are Excellent. you josh because nobody I... ever asks you this matt they don't. just matt just worries about himself same with rich <laughs> i'm gonna ask you questions i appreciate it i'm doing all right um, it's nice to see some snow uh, you know we've had the heating on it's cozy in here it's nice weather for playing video games it's good stuff you know yeah, mate i agree Wholeheartedly, even though I've been playing some shit, so yeah, uh, yeah. Have you what What have you been up to? I uh, forget I've just what you finished were... High on Life, and I, I'm not High on Life. No, so. I've heard some stuff. It's ugh, <laughs> it's, it's okay. Like, yeah. it's a yeah. solid it's spiral fine. six. <laughs> like, it's fine, like, right? Right, because you I'm actually like that. You're a fan of the Rick and Morty stuff. Yeah, I quite like Roland as well. I actually quite like Trover a little bit more than I like this. Oh, yeah, try the VR thing. Yeah, but they released it. Um, and they did a pad version as well. Oh, okay, that's huh. cool. Because so, yeah. we talked about that on this very podcast, and I got you on specifically to talk about it. What was that, like a couple of years ago? And I remember you quite liked it. Yeah, like, it, was it was all right. Quite, it was all right. Yeah, time. some interesting ideas. Whereas this is like Call of Duty, the Roiland operations Ooh. okay but so, you know not not as good shooting presumably no no definitely not and that's <laughs> yeah. the game's issue so. it'd be amazing if it was jesus christ <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be right. good shit uh right you know the rules also i'm gonna Matt's give you the clues well, right? matt is here we've, oh, yeah. we've, me and matt have been speaking for uh i, know, for, but for, I need for no while. introduction but i won't ask how because now josh is the quiz master we're enemies again yeah we we're got friends got for the rest of the pod but as soon as fr- yes as soon as he becomes yes. the quiz master okay okay it gets it gets brutal. Um, I will personify the boss fight. I'll give you the clues. You say stop. I say your name. You give me the answer. Uh, and you go down in history. Scores currently 1-0 uh, to Matt for upstairs in the Matt-Dan rivalry. Clue number one. <clears throat> no one knows exactly when I was established, but I am at least as old as the city where I am headquartered. Huh. In fact... Stop. At Matt Oregon. Is it the Federal Bureau of Control from Control? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that based on the conversation we had after last week. <laughs> What's funny about that is that he never does it wh- like it could be that. Yeah, it could yeah, be. Yeah. I'm not he throw never it does out it for, for no, no reason. reason. Yeah. No, it is actually does actually sort of work. It's incorrect. It's incorrect. But, okay. but you've already done that, right? Yeah. Uh, no, actually, I, I think that was one of the ones a bit like Rapture in Where Am I, and a bit like the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> He's where never going to. <laughs> I just said like I'm never going to do that. But so, although I don't think I took that much of a stand against the FBC, but maybe I'll do it. I I don't know. Stop. Um, Is it uh, Rapture from Bioshock One? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually say your name there, but it's incorrect. Um, okay. Right. Clue number one. No one knows exactly. Was when was... <laughs> sorry. And sorry. then Matt swooped in and got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll just add a little extra spice to clue number one. Right. Actually, no, I'll add the spice at the end because we like the spice at the end. Clue number two: I've appeared in several video games, books, movies. I think movies. I'm going to say movies uh, and tabletop games. Um, but I am perhaps most famous for my appearance in one video game that happened in 2011. Huh. Okay. Clue number, th- clue number three. My members use a special code to communicate with one another. It consists of symbols. K 
carved in certain places so that members can see them, often above doorways to buildings. Mm, uh, stop? Matt Lorigan. Is it the League of Shadows from Arkham City? Incorrect. Okay. <clears throat> Clue number four. The player is able to join if they show up at a certain market or indeed a certain pub during specific times of day. That feels like if if you know it, you know it type of yeah, vibe, I... right? Clue yeah. number five. Joining has many benefits, including the development of key skills such as lockpicking, sneaking, and certain armour sets. What? Clue number six. Wait, can you, can you repeat that again, please? Yep. Clue number five. Joining has many benefits, including the development of key skills, such as lockpicking, sneaking, and gaining access to certain armour sets. You reckon this is, this is a film? Is it the Thieves' Guild from Skyrim? And yeah. this week's winner... Wait, what? Yay! Is Dan Webb. Yes. What did it for you? Mate, I was, I was, to be fair, I was like, that did it for me. Like, with the lock picking and the sneaking. <laughs> what did it for you? Well, your last clue. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> was that one? <laughs> I'll just go briefly through them. Uh, clue number one. No one knows exactly when I was established, but I'm at least as old... As the city where I'm headquartered. In fact, I'm headquartered underneath that city. That was the spice I didn't get to. The city, of course, is Riften. Uh, clue number two. I have appeared in several video games, books, movies, and tabletop games. It, it's really just a sort of broad fantasy idea. There, yeah. It also exists in Dungeons and Dragons, etc. And I said I'm perhaps most famous. And I'm aware that that is... Some people would probably vehemently disagree with me, but I'd say perhaps most famous for my appearance in one 2011 video game. I know it was like memed a lot on the internet with all the card jit has click if you have whatever. You know, the Thieves Guild, it kind of feels to me like a big Skyrim thing. I don't know. Is that fair? Maybe that's I, fair. Yeah, well, no, but if it's, if it's the Thieves Guild, Guild from Skyrim, then it's a big Skyrim thing. But I feel, yeah, sorry, I, I, I was thrown off by the film thing because I was like, well, yeah, not, I not was Skyrim. Well. Yeah. But I was yeah. also like, it works with everything else. Yeah. It works with the 2011. It works mm. with other games having thieves guilds. And it also, yeah, well, that's me, the thing, yeah. worked with the market one, which was the next clue. Yes, yeah. My members, uh, clue number three, my members use a special code uh, to communicate with one another. It's called Shadow Code. It consists of symbols carved above doorways used in similar fashion to the Hobo Code. Clue number four, the player is able to join if they show up at a certain market or indeed a certain pub between specific times of day. Clue number five, joining has many benefits, including development of key skills, such as lockpicking, sneaking, and access to certain armor sets. And clue number six, which I didn't get to, our members will also purchase illicit goods for you. Uh, that's in reference to the fences, which you unlock as part of the Thieves' Guild. So. Suck it, Matt. How, how do you feel about that, Matt? Is that, are you annoyed? I, I'm furious. I'm not furious, I'm fine, but there's a little bit of me that's like, See, I feel like the Thieves Guild from Skyrim mm -hmm. is different to a Thieves Guild as like a broad fantasy concept. 
So that I, I that's where I'd argue. I just wrote a bit down of a, a bit tricky sore, there. Sore loser, I wrote down uh, yeah. thieves. Well, Rich, Rich isn't here, so someone's got to be the sore loser. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wrote down uh, thieves guild Skyrim, and I think Dan Webb said, "Is it the thieves guild from Skyrim?" Oh, I'm fine. So, I'm fine with that part of it. I think the clues that's uh, relating to other thieves guilds from other fantasy settings are different thieves guilds. That's what good I, move. Oh no, all the clues say. here Don't are from Skyrim. Criticise Josh. <laughs> I think all Dan the is other, perfect, all the but... clues, all the clues are they're just Skyrim clues. There's no clues to other thieves. You, guilds. Said, fil- you said films. You said I've no, yeah, no, 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 no. Clue number two. I've appeared in several video games books. All the other clues, like Shadow Code, Access to Lockpicks, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're all Sky. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That one. That one clue threw me off. Where you're like, I've appeared in like several books, video games, and movies. Because it's like the idea of a Thieves Guild in general, you mean? Yeah, we, yeah. whereas like, I, I would assume it was the same organisation that appeared in, in those. Yeah, well that, it's kind of like, you know, is Who it... Says they the, aren't? If you just said like, the police force, that's sort of why I require the game. In fact, I didn't actually do that once. I just said, the police force from, from Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping dogs. <laughs> whatever, whatever yeah, yeah. But I, but I, then I, can, I think I yeah. can do that. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. Oh yeah, no, but I, I'd argue the clue would need to relate to that police force rather than any police force but it's I fine i'm not in... i'm not that i'm not that bent out of shape i promise uh but if anyone, i if don't anyone... know about that i don't know about that i think, the clue, <laughs> oh. I think you could go if it's the police force from sleeping dogs i don't think you'd need to go but unless... you've done that but didn't you do the hong kong police force it might have been the hong yeah actually with that one i might have specialized and just and said the hong kong police force but yeah yeah i suppose so um, well, Josh, slight controversy, but you know, no controversy at all because clearly the clues were good enough that I was able to get it. So well, I mean, we'll just, we'll just see. We'll just see who writes in. I mean, that's the yeah, that's, that's the true. <laughs> that's true. You got you got to wait for where's, the you got to wait for the dweebs. Where's my friend Josh? Josh? Josh Freeman? Is that the one? <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you reckon you would have been sniffing on that? Matt? I have no idea. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I I thought Skyrim, but then I was like, there's not been a there's not been an Elder Scrolls film, so it can't be that. That genuinely, but I, I don't know if I'd gotten the organisation, but I. I was sniffing around. Yeah, because I yeah. was I was close to the Dark Brotherhood for a minute, and then I was like, Yeah, yeah. And, I was yeah, like, and then yeah. if I say that, I give it away. So <laughs> I'm going to delay it a little bit because I like it. I played Skyrim a hundred times, so I know those two organizations. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I think regardless, Dan would have gotten this anyway. But but I, in any yeah. case, it's one all in the rivalry. Well done to Dan Webb, and it's about that time that we hear. From the listeners, when you tie your shoes and you do the bit where you make the loop goes round, rather than tying double knots on your shoes, just go round twice, because they never, ever, ever come undone, and you can then undo them, just pull, pull, pull at the end of the day, never, ever, 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 ever come undone. Questions, theories, comments or queries, you send them in and we will talk about them. Uh, this one from Stephen Tudor. Uh, what game were you hoping to see at the Game Awards, uh, but it didn't turn up? Oh, okay. I've already got one. Go on. Darksiders 4. That was my <laughs> That was my big one. Um, because Excellent. Gunfire said they were going to have something like an hour before the show Gunfire said they're going to have something and they did and they had Remnant 2 which we didn't talk about in the news but that's a oh, sequel yeah. to Remnant from the Ashes which is by all accounts a good game and I enjoyed what I played of it a really good like co-op game as well Souls-like shooter uh, yeah. and I really thought that we'd get Darksiders 4 starring Strife like a third like a third person <laughs> shooter Souls-like and we didn't and that's yeah. the one I was really like didn't we get that weird game that did have Strife in it yeah it was actually Genes- like Genesis. an isometric 
Right, yeah. What but was that all about? Was that like, we're not doing four, so we're going to do this to make you Well, that was a different instead. developer. That was Airship Studios, which also showed off a game, actually, at the um, at the Game Awards. Is it Airship yeah. Studios? But it's, it's basically the old, the original Darksiders devs sort of uh, broke off a little bit. And then right. this, the they went and made Darksiders Genesis, uh, which starred War and Strife and was like top down isometric and really good. I really like that game. I heard it was really yeah. good. But I, I sort of thought that was a, a, a general admission of like we're probably not going to do four, but have the because because Strife it, it was always the thing, right? They had four horsemen, so yeah. it was always going to be. But do you think there's a chance they actually might do four and go? Yeah, this one's the one with Strife. I think so because Genesis Genesis was a real prequel and it was a real different sort of type of game. It it lost mm. a bit of the well, not too much, but it lost a little bit of the Zelda likeness that the other games had. Um, yeah, and yeah, I I I hold out hope that there will be a Dark Siders four and it will star Strife and it will bring everything together because the nice thing about that series is that Darksiders 1 the ending of that is the ending like that is Uh, where the game that's where the whole franchise ends it ends on like a a thing and every other game so Darksiders 2 and Darksiders 3 they're all prequels leading up to it and showing where all the horsemen have been until that moment so Uh, uh, so 4 just needs to tell you where Strife's been in that time Um, but yeah that was what I was really hoping for at the game Wars and didn't get I'm trying to think what else I would have liked to have seen Microsoft reveals I want to see things like fable and everwild and stuff because it feels like forever since we've seen a lot of these or perfect dark I, we didn't get that i know i think microsoft have sort of not apologized but sort of said like yeah there's stuff's coming right like uh, stuff's coming stuff's coming but it's yeah it is bonkers like i i too am excited especially for perfect dark but yeah it's nutty it's been a real tough go for microsoft it's been like three years since they launched that well coming up what no two years two years yeah since they launched that console and it's been slim pickings really i mean really good stuff for like game pass and stuff but that that's all accessible on an xbox one you know it's what yeah no, <laughs> no you're 100 percent right um if you've got a series x it's like microsoft flight sim i think still is the only game you actually need a series console to play may oh scorn i think now so there's two there's two games you actually need <laughs> you know but hey what, what about you josh what, what were you hoping um, to see announced that wasn't I, announced i kind of i mean i i'm happy in the end uh, because we got Judas, but we know there's a Bioshock happening, and it's, you know, Cloud Chamber Games, who I don't know much about, um, but it's intriguing, and I think word was it was set in the Arctic, which was kind of cool. Uh, I would have loved to have seen a, a, a Bioshock reveal. As it happens, I maybe, I think I'm even more happy with Judas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I agree. It's, it's, no matter what happens at the end of the day, and no matter how good the game is, I'll always be more excited for the, the, the creator's next thing than the next thing from the ip yeah i think that's i think that's completely fair yeah yeah um but yeah uh moving moving on uh this one from uh lemsock uh it says what is your favorite grand theft auto soundtrack and why is it vice city (laughs) very good uh no i would say uh my favorite grand theft auto soundtrack is grand theft auto 4 um which is phenomenal i think i've always said this i said this to a friend of mine not 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 too not too long ago i think it was when the definitive editions were rolling out everyone four is is really underrated for its soundtrack it's like the first soundtrack i guess that that rockstar did that wasn't set in the past so they can't sort of cheat 
in a way like if yeah <laughs> if no, you know yeah that makes sense you, you're sort of doing a game that's in the 80s well you kind of know what was iconic in the 80s but they were doing a game that was set in 2008 and they had to curate a really interesting playlist for 2008 but yeah i just think jnr the jazz station's phenomenal everything on liberty rock radio is phenomenal I, there's so much if you add in um the dlcs as well which you sort of should because if you did install those dlcs on your on your xbox and you had the disc of gta 4 in the drive it would pull the entire soundtracks together so then you yeah and then that was an absolute monster which it did did a similar thing for five actually but although you didn't need any it was all the definitive editions they just added to every station but yeah when you when you had the dlcs it added like vice city fm so you had stuff like to pow and rock set and um voices carry by till tuesday i think gta4 also all the stuff like the radio broker stuff they had a load of really really cool sort of indie scene stuff like the rapture really like generally overlooked soundtrack because of stuff like vice city and and san andreas and I, I, an old friend of mine from back home we were talking a few months ago about that very same thing and he was like oh it's got to be san andreas i feel like it's got more big hitters you know yeah and i just ha- i had to like copy and paste him the list of the gta 4 soundtrack <laughs> with all the ad- added dlc and he was like Actually, fair, yeah. Like, I fully take your point on that. Not only does it not have as many big hitters as four, but four does way more interesting stuff with the little, with the sort of indie stuff as well. But yeah, uh, Vice City, you can't fuck with Vice City though. So you know, fair. Oh yeah, Vice City well. is a great soundtrack. I've not played enough the GTAs to have any sort of definitive opinion on this, but my, I think San Andreas is so ingrained in my brain from when I was a kid because I I didn't have GTA games, but I had mates who did, and like oh, going yeah. around to like my best mate when I was a kid's house and playing San Andreas and that soundtrack is yeah, it's so <laughs> so ingrained in, in terms of that oh. sort of like that slightly naughty thing of being like oh I'm playing GTA I shouldn't be playing GTA <laughs> I know um, yeah for sure so for yeah sure. sort of by default for me San Andreas but I it's can't it's gotta be that yeah I've got I've, you, you, I trust your authority on this I, I'll happily <laughs> defer <laughs> excellent uh, this one from uh, from Josh he says hello again from unseasonably temperate Michigan uh, just a quick note to say how happy I am for everyone on their big news. Uh, congrats to Richmond on the classic mini uh, and to Matt for finding the diamond to his pearl. Uh, of course, I miss Rich, but I'm really enjoying hearing more from Matt uh, and especially Dan, uh, who has great takes, but also just a fantastic voice. Yeah. He sounds like some kind of grizzled hard ass right out of a Guy Ritchie movie, and I can't <laughs> get enough, he says. Uh, he says, I shared my game wish list with my wife uh, for the first time this year. And there are already some excitingly disc-shaped packages uh, under our tree. I hope your whole crew and their loved ones are having a lovely holiday season and that all your gifts are the right console versions. Cheers and thanks for your hard work, Josh. Well, thank you very much. That's very, very kind. That's a very lovely... Yeah, what? there's nothing... Well, have have, you, nothing asked, have I... you asked for any games for Christmas, Josh? Is there anything on your wish list? <laughs> No, my my years of maybe this is maybe this ought to change. But my years of asking for games for Christmas are long gone. Really? Um, How come? Because you get so many yeah, codes for things, or I guess. Well, uh, these days that's kind of the reason. Yeah, uh, for the last few years, I've just got way too many games, and I obviously get a lot of stuff for free because of the job and so it's just like don't get me games i got too many games you know <laughs> but then also to be honest even before that even before the job um it was always like uh as i sort of got got older i think the last game i got 
my sister got me Final Fantasy X and Ten Two for the Vita, and that was like <laughs> twenty thirteen or fourteen. And I remember distinctly, she was. I was feeling. I was. I felt like older, and I was like. Uh, you could get me. I kind of want that. She was like, "Yeah, sure." She just got me that, and that was like the last. But yeah, for some reason these days, it's like I'm loving. I I tend to get books, socks, good coffee, like good coffee, uh, booze, uh, bottles of booze, just, just stuff which I yeah I don't know why it just there was a shift in life somewhere along the line, and I stopped getting games. But maybe that's a sadness. I don't know. I don't know because I, I I sort of did the same thing, and then I went back on it when I realised that I can't afford to get all the stuff that I want to. <laughs> and because uh, because I've got a birthday in November, and then uh, Christmas like exactly a month later, I just oh. sort of you get to the end of the year. And I'm like, okay, what have I missed throughout the year? What wasn't I able to get? And you just put this yeah. list together and send it over. So, like, uh, the main one on my list at the moment is uh, Mario and Rabbid Sparks of Hope. Because Ooh, I just never yeah. got around to playing that, and I don't yeah. want to buy it Actually, now. yeah, Switch... I would say it's slightly different for, for, for Switch games. Partly because I still... For some reason, on Switch... I still really like buying physical things, yeah, and I and especially if they're like first party Nintendo oh, things, they hold their like, value. They really they hold, hold their, their value. value, and like you, you know, you, you build up a nice little shelf of Nintendo. It, I, I don't know why, but I guess that's it. It's like it's still a kind of gold standard on that. So yeah, if I was going to receive a game for Christmas, I guess I'd stick Pokemon, the new Pokemon, on there. Oh, that's, that's a good shout. I'm, yeah, where I would, I'm sort of yeah. Uh, and last but not least, this one from Joe Mullikin, who says, Hey there, gents. Uh, first off, just wanted to say, love the podcast. Uh, went through a, a rough patch earlier this year and came across you guys while searching for new podcasts. You ended up helping me get through that, uh, oh, and now I'm a nice. huge fan. So that's nice. That's very nice. Uh, and he says, thank you for that, and look forward to continue to listen to you guys for years to come. That being said, uh, now, apologies to uh, Joe Mullikin, but I've done it again. Uh, he says... With Halloween creeping on us, <laughs> creeping up on us, <laughs> I had a question for you guys. Uh, have you ever had a game gen- generally, I think, genuinely creep you out? Uh, he says, I'm a huge horror fan, and normally I'm used to all the jump scares and whatnot, so it doesn't happen too often. Uh, but he says, I've had a few games that got me. The best one to ever creep me out was the original Fatal Frame on PS2. That's a very scary game, and I second that sentiment. Uh, I had one instance where I was playing, and then paused it to make a sandwich... I came back and started to eat the sandwich, since I was pretty hungry, uh, and I just stared at the pause screen absently, thinking about nothing much. All of a sudden, this bloody handprint appeared on my screen. (laughs) Then another, and another, until they started appearing all over the place on the screen. They even covered the text on the screen that said it was paused. Once I finished eating and I picked up the controller and unpaused the game, they went away. It's a nice touch for a creepy game to begin with, uh, and this game also had one of the few jump scares that actually got to me. Uh, No build-up, I just opened a door and a ghost was right behind it. Um, He says, I haven't played the series since the second one. Um, It was one of those instances where... I, that game caused me to quit because of how scary it was, and uh, it's it's <laughs> and it had been a long time since I saved, uh, and I lost a lot of progress. With the series getting more releases in the West as of late, though, I'm thinking of rectifying that and getting back into it. Uh, thanks for all the laughs and smiles uh, you guys have brought to me from Joe. Uh, well, thank you very much, Joe, um, and thank you for listening. Yeah, there was that 
was it Fatal Frame, the Maiden of Blackwater? Was that the Wii which U was, one, which came out? That was the Wii yeah. U one. And then I think, did they port it to the Switch as well? Yeah, I and PS4 and the... Xbox One. Um, oh, did it? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, they did a yeah. port. And then they, there's another one coming out that only came out in Japan for the Wii that's now coming out to to everything soon. So uh, they are, right. they're, they're sort of pushing it again. I think with, um, with digital being a bigger thing now, they don't yes. have to, you know, produce a load of discs. I think they're, they're taking a role on it while horror's still big. Uh, that's nice that's uh, nice. which is cool but yeah I mean this is probably more a question of you for you because most games that are horror based creep me out I mean the two yeah. the two for me are Dead Space and Alien Isolation because like oh my god like Dead Space I could when I was I played that when I was a teenager and I couldn't get through more than half an hour at a time without having to put it down they just that 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 tension that was constantly there and that atmosphere yeah. just got yeah, that game would would get to the point I'd find a save station I'd be like well that's me done for the day so it took me that's months my to beat da- yeah daily allowance yeah and it's it is still uh, very very tense and gripping that game I would say um, it would be nice to get a, like a Fatal Frame uh, remastered set I'd love to get like one one to four they're just just a sort of bog standard remaster job because. Uh, it's it'd be nice to have them if, if, if put it yeah. put it on PlayStation Plus or something. I know they have um, uh, Siren, which uh, I recommend, Joe. If you like Fatal Frame, check out Siren. In this country, I think it was called Forbidden Siren, but in Japan and originally it was just called Siren. You can actually get Siren on PlayStation Plus. It's one of the PS2 classics. Oh, cool. Um, and it's really, really good. It's sort of similar to, 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 to Fatal Frame. It's like uh, you, you see from the ghost's point of view, I think, at times. So you see your character as that character is seen by the ghost, which is an intriguing mechanic and yeah. it kind of works. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's very good stuff. I'd like to see more of that, of both series. Actually, well, you're, so you're, you're a big horror guy, though, aren't you? So what, what stuff has creeped you out? Uh, I think to, to make me properly... yeah uncomfortable uh eternal darkness sanity's requiem i think i was i think i was the right age and i think i probably shouldn't have had that game when i had it (laughs) it was it was it was very it was one of the first ones to really sort of fuck with the fourth wall um and you know very very much kind of like sort of taking its cue from metal gear solid it would sort of um you know, it tell you it's deleting your save file when you go to save the game. So, and you go, what the fuck? No, I meant save, not delete it. Yeah. And then, or, or like, so you'd come up to a, you'd walk up to a door to, to go through it. And then you just hear the loudest, most awful banging on the door from the other side. And you just wouldn't know what to do. Certainly that would, would, would I found like deeply, deeply unsettling. Um, and then I've recently been playing a thing called Penumbra, which is which is the first thing from Frictional who do Amnesia and Soma and stuff like that. And okay. they did this episodic thing, Penumbra. Yeah, it's like a it's a first person sort it's basically like Amnesia zero point five, really. Um and that I found really, really unsettling. You you're in a bunker in the Arctic and it's it's dark in there and you can't really see you've got a pathetic little flashlight. You have to kind of go around solving these puzzles. It's exactly exactly if you've played Amnesia, you know exactly what you're in for. But when the things sort of come at you, you've got to turn the light out. But of course as you turn the light out, it makes your character start freaking out. Um, and I found that ma- like madly effective. I've just been playing it this last week. Oh, that's really the, cool. Um, 
on the Steam Deck. Yeah, I, it was one of those things where it's like you could only get Penumbra on PC, and it was always off limits to me. So I sort of thought, oh, I'm gonna bloody. And it was like a quid for a double pack of both Penumbra games. Oh, was this, oh, a, was this oh. a Steam sale grab? It was. Yeah, it yeah. was in the it was in the sale, and it was like you can get all three episodes for like one pound and four p. So I was like, right, I'm having. That. Oh, you can't not, can you? You'd be losing you money not. if you didn't. Buy it. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be foolish. Uh, anyway, uh, sadly, that will just about do us. Uh, don't go on Snapchat, don't go on uh, Instagram. Get yourself on Twitter. Well, you can go on Twitter if you want. Uh, it's all up in the air these days. Don't go on Hive. <laughs> Weird apparently. place. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 I am on Hive, but I have, I've literally made an account and then did nothing with it. Uh, yeah, apparently just a load of security concerns and stuff on Hive. Fair enough. Um, don't go on Hive. Yeah, maybe don't. Um, but, yeah, it's at Joshy Wise. It's at Matt Lorigan. It's at... Producer Dan, I forget what producer uh, Dan's under, Twitter underscore is. Underscore Dan Webb. Underscore Dan Webb uh, at VideoGamerCom with your questions, theories, comments, queries. Uh, email podcast at VideoGamer.com with your uh, your longer questions. Um, thank you to Adam Cook, Andy B, and Colin Hearn for the music, uh, for the memories, and we will talk to you again next week where we will both be chasing down. Uh, festive games and hopefully some festive treats as well. I've got to get some mince pies on the go. Yeah, I need to get some stuff um, in. Oh, I had to be I, I, Actually, I've got one for next week. I forgot to talk about. There you go. Oh, excellent. Stick it on the list. Uh, it's goodbye from me, goodbye, and it's goodbye from Matt. Bye.